0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crundwell. Here with Paul Cupid Groskov. How are you doing, sir?
1: Uh, sending an arrow your way, Joey. Oh, thank you so much. And
0: Ron. Oh fuck! I didn't come up with nicknames this time. I should have. <laughs> I, I like every episode. I'm like I should write these down. Let's see. Ron, cherub baby, Klowinski. How are you doing? It's just I don't know. it's just Cupid. It is just, cupid, just, it's just cute. What cupid? else?
2: You're just reusing the same goddamn a, thing. Oh, okay,
0: okay. So Ron, Valentine. You're just reusing Saint the Valentine. same
2: animations. You're ruining game design. Okay,
0: <laughs> Ron Saint Saint Valentine. Isn't it Saint Valentine? Yeah, I think uh, so. person. Yes, yeah, Ron Saint Valentine
2: Kluinski. There we go.
1: Wow. Now it's is not. No, good.
2: No. It's not good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, this is <laughs> our Valentine's
2: theme. Ron, Ron Valentine's Day Massacre Kluinski. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh lord! Um, podcast, we're doing a Day, podcast, <laughs> even though it's next week technically.
0: Yeah. Um. So this week, so it is our our Valentine's Day episode, and in in to celebrate that, Ron suggested that why don't we look at some cheap uh, indie like romance uh, visual novel games, and so we went through Ichio and found some really cheap short dating sim games, and we played through them, and we're going to talk about them. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about the fucking Nintendo Direct that happened, which feels a little bit like Nintendo was trying to romance me, you know? It felt (laughs) like it took me out, and we had a really nice time, we went to dinner, we actually ended up back at my place, and Nintendo was really sweet and nice, and we went to bed together, and he was very respectful uh, and we we stayed, you know, Nintendo stayed the night, and we woke up the next morning and had breakfast. Nintendo made me eggs. I was Ooh. I thought that was a really kind gesture, and we didn't want the night to end, so Nintendo brought me to the park, and we met a dog named Steve. And it was really cute, and then we had a whole conversation about what kind of dog would we want to get. And I was like an Australian Shepherd, of course, and you know Nintendo was like Golden Retriever because like fucking duh, it's Nintendo. <laughs> and then I thought I was being slick, so I was like you know, hey Nintendo like, well, we can have both. You know, we can have both and Nintendo picked up on it and was like, why not? We can have everything. And then we went out for ice cream. And that what? that's what this direct felt like.
2: What the fuck is wrong with you? What did
1: um what did Nintendo order for ice cream? I'm I'm picturing Oh, you know a- it was
0: well, okay, actually, let's get well, you can guess. Oh,
1: well, okay. I'm I'm either thinking something with like a gratuitous amount of sprinkles on it or like like a banana split. I don't know why.
0: What do you think, Ron?
2: I fucking hate you. <laughs>
0: it was Man. Can you believe it? I can't. I couldn't believe it. I think it's the colors. It's like blue and like red, you know, Mario type of colors. But yeah, I'm telling you, Nintendo's a pretty good kisser. Um, but that—that that is what it felt like this Nintendo Direct that happened yesterday, like a beautiful romantic evening because... People always complain about Nintendo Directs. They get their hopes up, and they're let down. And I still saw some people after this Direct being like, well, but there wasn't this there, there wasn't that there. That's their own
2: fault. That's their own fault. They're expecting too much from Nintendo. Well, if anybody,
1: this many announcements, you're like, well, I didn't get everything I wanted. I only got $4.8 million instead of $10 million. (laughs) But... There
0: is a lot to talk about, so let's let's just jump right in. So one of the first things was the Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is a uh, Musu style game starring the the main characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I absolutely loved. You guys didn't play that, right? Mm. Okay, um, I have never played. I had never played a Fire Emblem before, but it was pretty early in the switch life and I heard such good things about it. And I was like, okay, it's a strategy game, but I'll give it a shot. And i totally fell in love with it. Spent like 250 or 300 hours playing. I played through it twice. I loved the characters. The graphics were not great, but it's a switch game, you know? And it was from what I understand, it was, it was originally developed as a 3ds game. So I think they probably, probably just like up some stuff and it still didn't look great. But, um, I've learned my lesson with personified trackers that musu style games can be great like the combat part of it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as I think it might be and I can still like enjoy the story and everything and I love the characters from three houses so I'm I'm excited for that but Kirby Ron you're excited for Kirby in the Forgotten land yes. what did you did you see the, the I, trailer I for actually the...
2: didn't I just saw the picture of it and uh that's enough yeah that's enough That's all you need. That's enough.
0: Talking about a romantic (laughs) evening, right? (laughs) Kirby. So Janet Garcia, who's a freelancer and she also does stuff for MinMax, said they really put a Kirby throat goat mode in the (laughs) Forgotten (laughs) Land. And I was like, yeah, so so there's a new mode in the Forgotten Land that they highlighted called Mouthful Mode where Kirby, so Kirby is known for swallowing things. (laughs) Kirby sucks things in and swallows them and like takes on their power. In this mode, he just wraps his entire body around things and, like, takes their form literally. So there's a picture of, of what people are calling a Kirby car because he just wraps his body around a car. And it's weirdly kind of disturbing.
2: <laughs> I'm watching I- it right now. Yeah, this is...
0: yeah. It's it's a lot like the hat mechanic in Mario Super Odyssey. Mario Odyssey cuz you like he throws this hat on something and he sort of becomes it temporarily he gets to take on you know the attributes of it but it just looks fucking weird I love it it's, it's cuz
1: it's not the; those things aren't encased in like Mario's flesh <laughs> unfortunately could you imagine though if they, if Mario has an un, like a detachable jaw like an anaconda and just oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh lord that T-Rex <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I eventually
1: runs into Peach She's like oh god <laughs>
2: I love how his little feet are still, like, behind the car, too, (laughs) like, just flopping in the back there.
0: Uh, It's so disturbing, Um, but it was fun. I felt like I went into a weird fever dream watching it and just, like, woke up when it was done, like, what the (laughs) fuck did I just watch? I don't think I really just saw that, but I also felt like I wasn't really seeing the Mario Kart 8 DLC, so... There have been the rumors, as we've previously talked about, about uh, Mario Kart 9 with a twist, which now I'm like, I think that might have been a bullshit rumor because in this direct, Nintendo announced that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, this one of the best selling games of all time, sold like over 30 million units, all that stuff, is getting 48 DLC courses from previ- from all the previous games, um, released in six waves through 2023 you can buy the entire pack for $25 standalone or if you have the Nintendo online plus expansion pack uh subscription you get them for free um wave number 1 will have each wave is going to have uh six or eight sorry eight courses um wave number 1's going to have coconut mall from uh, Mario Kart Wii uh, Chaco Mountain from the N64 Mario Kart 64 uh Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour and more and it's coming out March 18th. What did you guys think about this?
1: I'm so excited. That is a shitload of, like, that's like a a whole other game and change worth of yeah. maps. And even though they're maps from previous games, like, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be awesome.
2: Yeah, I think I might actually have to buy Mario Kart now. Yeah, buddy. And just not play with anybody. If you
0: buy it and leave it in the wrapping, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so mad. But um, it's hard to leave digital
2: yeah, copies in the wrapping. So
0: oh, that's that's the, there we go. You can't collect dust if they're on a well. Technically, you we still can't. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but someone pointed out that this 48 these 48 courses, if you add them to the existing courses in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe are there are going to be more courses in Mario Kart 8 than there are characters in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate which is like jesus what <laughs> how is that possible and uh, again uh, there I've seen most people seem pretty excited but I've seen some people on Twitter that are like ah uh, just give me Mario Kart 9 now we have to wait longer for Mario Kart 9 and it's like Mario Kart 8 is in my opinion as close to a perfect Mario Kart game as you can get Like, they had tried some things with Mario Kart Wii and um, Double Dash and everything, and people didn't really like all of them. So just like the Smash Brothers games, they've been, like, refining the formula and getting better and better. And Mario Kart 8 feels so good and looks so good and is so well balanced that I don't know that I want them to mix. It works. It's such a good game. Like, I don't mind if you give me... I would love more characters, too. If you want to have another direct where you're like, here's some more characters, I'll take it, but... But yeah, I'm I'm super excited, and Ron's gonna finally get it, and we can play. Yeah, we'll see. Who's <laughs> gonna be your character, Ron? Who are you gonna pick?
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't remember the characters in um in eight. So You're gonna be Bowser. I, I only played it the the one time with you guys on the on the Wii U. That was the last time I played it. I don't think we played day. it on the Switch when not during a boys' club. I think we just played I it on the think Wii so. U. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh, the what they ended with was not Breath of the Wild two. Unfortunately, that's what everyone wanted. Um, they did. Show, <laughs> sorry, Ron edited our notes document to say that uh, Xenoblade. Con- Actually, you edited several to, and <laughs> to sexually graphic. Well, you started phrases. with the deep throating. Hey, Kirby, hey, so that was that deep throating was just between you and me. Okay. <laughs> and Paul.
1: <laughs> I like that Splatoon 3 is jizzing this summer.
0: <laughs> that one makes sense. That one makes sense. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles coming in September. Um, But, but it's, no, not uh, that, yeah, uh. it's not the first half. Yeah, it's not the... But I think if, if Nintendo's going to announce something for the second half of the year, it maybe could have been Breath of the Wild 2 uh, because they did... Recently say in Investor's Call that it is still on track for 2022, Um, but a lot of people are really excited. I bought one of the Xenoblade Chronicles, but I haven't played it. Has has anyone played it? Anyone excited? No. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for people, though. Yeah. Seems like a a good series. But Splatoon 3 is coming out this summer, so that one's not going to be an injury. It's confirmed, and that's on your list, right, Paul?
1: Hell yeah, it is.
0: Are you are are we gonna b- buy that are we gonna play it or are you mostly just excited I, for that
1: because I'm so excited that's coming out this year. I might buy it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and also like uh, people again like it's one of the most popular you know games in Japan, so clearly yeah. i'm I'm missing out. I haven't really played it so
0: yeah it, it's definitely fun um I mean if you got it, if we could get some other people i I wouldn't be too too averse to playing it. The trailer looked really fun. A lot of people complained about the music. The music was a little weird and funky, but but no, it looks it looks really exciting. And uh again, that's at least one one player on your roster for our fantasy draft that's not gonna be injured uh seemingly. So Yeah, that's so really let's awesome. just hope
1: reviewers don't care too much about the music. Or don't yeah. have too much to say.
0: <laughs> well, I, I imagine when you're playing it's not gonna be like blasting that music, you know. It's you know. But um speaking of injuries Nintendo Switch Sports as is a, a follow-up to Wii Sports, which is like, I part of me is like, how did it take this long? Like, you should have probably had this as a launch game for the Switch, but if it wasn't, because when the Switch came out, a lot of people were talking about Wii Sports, I'm surprised we didn't see a port of Wii Sports or mm-hmm. this sequel earlier, but regardless, I think it's been so long that now I was actually kind of surprised, like, holy shit, it's Nintendo Switch Sports, um, but it's going to be just like the Wii Sports of old, it's going to have tennis, bowling it's not going to have baseball i don't think i'm pretty sure they they didn't show that Um, but it is going to have golf later this year uh it's launching april 29th so really soon it's also going to have soccer with a giant soccer ball that made me think of rocket league uh yeah rocket league it looked a lot like rocket league so it's going to have like a big giant soccer ball soccer it's going to have badminton volleyball and I loved Wii Sports back in the day, so I'm we played super the excited shit out of Wii
2: Sports back we in the did. day.
0: Yeah, it's and it's like every time we would do it, we're like, eh, play a little. You want to play a little bit? And then we'd play like eight like, bowling games. Yeah. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I can't wait. And we can play it online now. So between matches of Mario Kart Eight, we can play some, <laughs> yeah. some Switch Sports. Yes, yeah,
2: so load up, load up the, another game while. we're playing on the switch or do I have to get a switch light so we can have them both side by side? Yeah. We're going to have to. Okay. I I see. um, Survival bowling. What is this? Is this like battle Royale bowling? I think so. I didn't pay too much attention. 99 bowlers drop into a bowling alley.
0: Yeah. And you have to throw it at each other's heads. Um, (laughs) but no no i'm i'm wait so paul you were you into we wii, wii sports back in the day i feel yeah. like everyone was oh yeah. i
1: loved it yeah it was like a mainstay like anyone who had a wii that was like the premier party game to to play so i remember really liking it it's been a long time since i played it though
0: which one are you looking which uh sports game are you looking forward to
1: mm, i think probably i remember bowling being really fun so i'm gonna say that um but yeah some of these yeah some of these sound really exciting so
2: Ooh, there's yeah, a well, uh, online playtest uh February 18th to 20th.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. only 2 days so get yeah. in on that. It
2: looks like you just need the online membership not necessarily the premium tier version so
0: Yeah, and the soccer you can do shootout mode with the so all of them have motion control you can use I think standard or motion control but the soccer um we'll have partial motion control at launch so you can strap the controller to your leg i think it comes with a strap and then you can do like shootout mode and then later in the year you can do i guess play the full game i'm not super interested in that it's one thing rolling a fake bowling ball but like kicking my leg (laughs) (laughs) how many people are gonna
1: accidentally like kick their cats or their coffee table Mm -hmm. or oh god
0: It's going to be that whole thing where we those videos of people throwing their remotes through TVs and stuff.
2: Oh, are they going to are they going to have to sell straps again? It comes with straps. Yeah, it comes Oh, it with comes stuff. with straps. Are they going to yeah, have a condom th- for it too?
0: I well, I oh. doubt that. Cuz it's so small.
1: It's so yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they just don't the condoms don't fit cuz it's so small.
0: <laughs> they don't have to worry about the firings. <laughs> Happy <it's>... Valentine's Day. <laughs> it <with> was <spirits. laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: another nintendo game coming this year though again i'm so so many of things are like they said are coming this first half and if it were one or two i think that would be different but most of these are coming the first half of this year and they're just they're huge games switch force is going to be huge splatoon going to be huge mario Kart 8 dlc kirby uh and mario Strikers. so a lot of people have been asking for a new mario strikers game and they announced mario strikers battle league which is coming june 10th And it's like, Nintendo, if you would have let us know, we could have, we could have been drafting these players. But like, now this player is going to go undrafted. Um, But it's coming June 10th. It's a 5v5, quote unquote, soccer game because it's, you know, it's soccer in structure. But you're using like bananas and shells from the Mario universe and like special moves. And it's, it's. So it's a very loose definition of soccer. It's arcade.
2: It's arcade. Yeah.
0: arcadey. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know. I think it looks really good. I don't think I ever played the one on GameCube, but it got really good reviews. People really seem to like it.
2: I was going to say, I don't think we ever played any of the soccer games.
0: Yeah, I know. But they seemed fun. We played like everything else, like every other one. I think it was because that was after I left, wasn't it? Like I think I'd already joined the Air Force or something, but...
3: I don't
0: remember. Um, But yeah, you can play up to eight players on one system. Uh, Again, every character has their own unique special move. Peach looks amazing. She looks so badass in it, I think. That's mostly what I care about. But uh, you get like all this customizable gear that I'm, I'm unclear what it does at this point but i'm assuming it changes your stats in some way um paul have you ever played any of the did you play the old mario strikers game
1: no but it always looked really cool and i really like i know it's different but like the mario tennis games i always have thought were super fun so yeah yeah if, if it's like yeah if it's super arcadey like i i like really arcadey sports games so yeah i think this would be a lot of fun if it's like that
0: yeah, I really liked Mario Tennis Aces for the Switch. It's hard, and so I ended up giving up partway through the campaign cuz I was like, I just can't beat this one level. But um but yeah, I love, you know, cuz it had they had really tight controls mm-hmm. and still they arcadey stuff with the special moves and all that stuff. So it wasn't just like, oh, here's a bunch of silly, you know, throw a bunch of stuff. Like the controls are really tight. The gameplay and the mechanics are really good. Yeah. But it's just fun throwing a giant green shell across the field so
1: and that's why mario kart is so great because it is really like arcadey in the sense that like a lot of people can pick it up and play it but there's like so much depth you know in Mm -hmm. it that the more you play it the more you kind of pick up on those little things
0: absolutely yeah and again coming june so between our you know mario kart and and switch sports i keep wanting to say wii sports i feel like i'm I'm gonna just call it wii sports but uh we you know, rounds of Mario this it's a, it's a Nintendo summer. Uh-huh. But in non-Nintendo, Nintendo news, I guess, da, 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 I don't know. No Man's Sky is space docking onto Nintendo sp- Switch this summer. See, that sounds more like something that they would say in the, you know, the guy, the announcer's voice, like, Heads up! No Man's Sky space docking <laughs> onto Nintendo Switch.
2: Sadly, they don't know what space docking means. <laughs> I don't know what what is it. What does yeah, that I mean? Don't, I don't know. Oh, uh, space docking idea. is when you. Can I talk about that on the podcast? I feel like I feel like that. I feel like we're really going to need an explicit tag if I start going into this.
0: It it, it already is explicit. Is, I, is it, that can you just is suffice it, it to it say that it like... involves two
2: penises,
1: <laughs>
2: one of them being uncircumcised.
1: No. Okay. oh okay I, gotcha. I think i get yeah. the idea yeah
2: okay. yeah like two i'll let you guys put that together you know what i mean <laughs> extendable yeah. walkways
1: listeners if you want to write in what do you think <laughs> ron means <laughs> send us a sketch
3: send be as detailed as art. possible please <laughs>
0: um anyway and so yeah i said that without any uh, awareness then but um but yeah so no man's sky is attaching its penis to another penis on nintendo switch this summer um all of the updates are included and the game like at first i was like this must be using that streaming technology that we keep hearing about because it's a procedurally generated game so it's constantly loading new assets and i was like i don't know if the switch can handle that but looking at the trailer, the graphics look downgraded, so maybe that's how they got away with it. Um, but I, it's still impressive. Like, what? it's a huge, it's a massive game, and, you know, I think it's just such a good fit because if you play it a certain way, it can be a really relaxing, chill game. So, uh, any interest? I know, Ron, you played No Man's Sky for a while, right?
2: I, I played a bit when it first came out, and I was digging it. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't great, but it was fun. Uh, and then I kind of fell off of it. I can't remember what came out at the time. Um, and then I am like, ah, you know what? I'm going to wait until they put out some updates and stuff for it. And then they put out some updates and I didn't get back into it. And then I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And, uh, I landed on a planet and died immediately. I'm like, I'm going to try this again later. (laughs) And I tried it again later and I finally got off that planet or like the uh, starting planet, cause I was going to restart. I wasn't going to use my old save. And then I realized they made it a lot harder to start because I remember when I f- f- was first playing it, I had my like base ship, like fully upgraded and shit on the first planet because they had like all those like little unmanned, like space pod things where you can like get upgrades and shit. And like, I had like all this space on my ship and I'm like, hmm. I'm like trying to play it again. And I'm like, I'm, struggling to fucking get off this fucking cold planet and yeah and then i got into the base building stuff and i'm like this is way over my head i don't want to do this anymore uh the base building i think st- kind of ruined it for me so
0: i played the shit out of it i played it at launch and i loved it like i know a lot of people really were disappointed in it and um there was a lot of just anger toward the developer and all that kind of stuff but I had such a good time I I have one I think it's the only thing on my Tumblr uh, blog is I would put entries and put screenshots of the different planets and the names that I named them and I had this very elaborate naming system and I had like a list of, of names that I was going to use for upcoming systems and so it would be like things that I liked because I had visited so many systems so it would be like if I find a planet or a, a system with like five planets i'm gonna name it the smashing pumpkin system and then i'm gonna name it further the, the the systems where the planets will be their first five albums and then the creatures on the album or on the albums the creatures on the planets will be named the songs that are on the albums and it was like a whole big elaborate thing and what what made me fall off of it is i i did play it when they introduced the base building stuff and i thought it was really cool some of the new planet types were really cool but they erased all of my old progress. So oh. there was this idea that it was going to be a continuous galaxy and that all the stuff that you discovered would be left behind for other people. And I, I, I loved that idea. Like, man, what if people come across these systems and they're like, well, who, who names a system for, you know, Anne Hathaway movies. Was, what the hell? <laughs> um, but it was delightful to me, the idea that that could happen. But when they reset it for the base building thing, they, they got rid of all the old information, so that was like super hard, hard for me. I do want to go back though because it was fun. Um, but Paul, you have you played it at all?
1: No, but um, supposedly you can get the Normandy from Mass Effect as your yeah, your ship in yeah. it, which is that's that's all the Siren Song I need to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a really cool crossover. Um, and that, if I do go back, yeah, definitely gonna be gonna be trying to get that. Um, I know Tab is probably really excited. We, I mean, we already talked about it. Tab was, was really surprised that they were able to get it on there as well. Um, and I was like, are you going to buy it? And they were like, well, and I was like, that's a yes. Like, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that was, you, you're going to get it. But um, another port that's coming that was sort of surprising, I thought, was the Portal Companion Collection. So Portal 1 and 2 in one collection are coming to switch, quote unquote, later this year. I can finally play Portal Two, Ron. You haven't bothered me oh about it Oh my
3: god, a while,
2: Jesus <laughs> Christ! I didn't bother you because I thought you had already played it. <laughs> I
3: started it again. <laughs>
0: I started it. That's, that's about it. Um, I don't know if Switch is the best. You know, it's probably not to the play yeah. It that's on, probably but.
2: not the best way to play it. Honestly, it's it's. You need dexterity in that, like. I I it was I played it on the PS. Wait, what did I buy? Orange box on 360, probably. I think I bought yeah, it on 360. Right. Well, it came out on both, but I can't remember what I bought. Which one I bought it on? I think I bought it on PS3 because it came with a free PC version oh. as well. It's it's hard on a controller. It's a lot easier, uh, especially some of the later stuff. It's a lot easier on uh, a mouse keyboard with the rapid you know, moving and stuff. So, yeah, Switch is probably not the best way to play it.
0: Yeah, I think I played the first game on PC and 360. And like you said, being able to whip around immediately and, and throw another portal, especially with the ones where you have to do that to, like, drop through holes was was a lot easier. But, um, Paul, have you played the portal games?
1: Yeah, I played both of them on the 360 and uh, really, really liked them, but have not been back to them, I think, since... The second one came out, so it's been a very long time. So maybe, yeah, this will be a new excuse, even if I don't buy it to uh to revisit it somehow. I still have, yeah, my I still have Orange Box and uh, Portal Two for the three sixty, so I could just fire fire that bad boy up and hop back in. Or no, I wouldn't have to because the Xbox Series X is wholly backwards compatible, so I can yeah. just pop the disc in go. and
2: away we go. Yep. Or you could just get it for PC. And That's I'm ordering true. One right
0: now. No, I have <laughs> um, I have it on PC.
2: Why would I do that? dumb (laughs) uh
0: to play halo on um have either of you played the klonoa games
3: Mm -mm.
2: no i've admired them from a distance they look
0: good yeah i've always thought about playing them they were uh, very colorful uh character platformers i think right yeah um for the playstation one and, uh, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series, which is a remaster of the first two games, Door to Phantom, Phantom, Phantomile, and, uh, Lunatea's Veil, vale is coming out June, or, uh, sorry, July 8th, and, well, to switch first, and then everywhere else, quote-unquote, soon. And, again, like, that's one of those things where it's, like, I don't think that most people I knew were asking for that, but, like, it seems like super, a lot of people were, like, pleasantly surprised, so... Uh, I don't know if I'll check that out right away, but I'm I'm glad that it's happening. It, again, I think it looks really colorful and cute, so I'll probably give it a chance eventually. How about you guys?
1: Mm, maybe. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know much about it, but it sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I, I might check it out, especially if you, you, you gave the, the recommendation that, that you really liked it.
0: We need a, a Tomba remaster. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That was a fun game. Never Never played the full game. I bought the full game recently, but... I only played that demo that was on one of the discs over and over and I, over I've
2: rented it a couple times and uh, it gets hard after a while, but I mean, that was also 25 ish years ago. Oh, God. Ugh, oh, right so, oh, you know, hold on. So, to make you feel old, I was just reading a thing on Instagram about um, Austin Powers and company are doing a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, it's going to be, you know, Mike Myers, Seth Green, someone else I can't remember. This is the last time, or the first time that they've done any Austin Powers stuff since Goldmember in 2002.
0: Yep. That's, okay, that, that's 20, for some reason that wasn't as bad. I thought 20, you were saying 90 something. 20
2: years ago, Joey.
0: 20 years ago,
2: yep. yeah. 20 years ago yeah. was the last time an Austin Powers movie came out.
0: And it feels like the last time. We've played an Earthbound game, which is a nice segue away from me the existential <laughs> aging dread. But um, <laughs> Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings were announced for Nintendo Switch Online Library starting today. So they're out there right now. Um, of course, a lot of us were hoping for a Mother 3 announcement finally. It seems like it's still not happening, but this does make me hopeful as an Earthbound fan because Nintendo is at least recognizing that there are fans and that people want it and that's it adds value to the nintendo online service but it was weird because at first i was like "Ooh, i'm immediately going to go buy it so that they and i think this is part of my my dna at this point is like an earthbound fan is like if something if nintendo releases releases something official uh with regards to earthbound you just you buy it because you're like i need nintendo to know that there are people who want to pay money for earthbound stuff so that they will be like maybe we should release this mother three thing. Maybe it could make us some money. And then I was like, wait, it's for the online service. So I, I can't throw money at it.
2: They're going to look at the player data though.
0: I know. And right. But that means I have to beat it.
2: You means you got to play it again.
0: (laughs) I know. Which part of it is like, yeah, sure. You know, but it's an RPG. It's going to be like 20, 25 hours. And (laughs) yeah, but at least it's
2: on the switch. You can like pick it up, put it down. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Save states, not just save points. You could just save at any point in time. Maybe I'll actually try to pick it up and like play it for real this time. I oh tried doing it, I tried doing it on the Wii U and or the Wii and I forgot what was going on, but I'm like, I can't get into this right now. Same thing with Chrono Trigger. I got pretty far into that and then I'm like, I can't do this right now.
0: Yeah. So. If you do play it, I do recommend I've seen a couple like Imran Khan and I think Janet Garcia as well have posted uh on Twitter Nintendo, when Nintendo released Earthbound for the Wii U again, they released a full scan of the uh, player's guide that came with the original game, in part because for the West, the game was meant to be played with the player's guide. So I do recommend, oh, not just cheat. you, run, but pretty much, yeah, because these games were made for a Japanese audience who were far more familiar with RPGs than the Western audience, Far more sophisticated sophisticated with their JRPGs. Um, and so it it gives you some helpful guidance in places that you might get stuck. So I do recommend if not using it from the beginning, at least bookmarking it or knowing where let to let find go, it. Let me go
2: grab my Switch right now.
0: Yeah. Yes. Shit. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Have you, do you have any interest in Earthbound?
1: Um, yes. In the sense that uh, everyone seems to love it. And I've also been playing a lot of Stardew Valley and from what I understand, Earthbound like takes a lot of cues. Or, sorry, um, Stardew Valley takes a lot of cues from Earthbound, so in theory, I feel like the vibe of that game would be very much up my alley.
0: Yeah, the um, it, uh, Stardew Valley and also Undertale. I think it was, mm. was it Toby Fox, is he the, de- the developer? Um, one of the developers of Undertale tweeted and said, basically, oh, I don't want to I don't want to misattribute them, but it, I think it was in support of people playing earthbound because of the fact that it lent so much of its DNA to undertale and playing undertale. Absolutely. I've heard with cult classics like earthbound, the more there are, are like, ins- you know, projects that come out that are inspired by it. And so you keep hearing that phrase of like, this is an earthbound like game, or this is a chrono trigger like game, which Trigger is not, you know, I wouldn't say chrono trigger is a, cult game but it's old and it hasn't really been refreshed until our next next bullet point (laughs) but um you know there's so many games out there that are like oh this is an earthbound like this is a chrono trigger like and it almost never ends up being true but undertale very much felt like earthbound it had a lot Mm -hmm. a lot in common with it so yeah it's very quirky it was cutting edge for its time because rpgs at the time you one of the one of the downsides to playing them is they had random battles and they were super annoying and that's why some of them are so hard to go back to because it's just annoying being like thrown into a random battle but um, i was super lucky because two of my very first jrpg's chrono trigger and earthbound didn't have that they were like trying to you know you can see the enemies on screen you can avoid them if you want Um, and so earthbound had that it also had a system where when you became more powerful, if a, an enemy was weaker than you, it would run away. So then you didn't even have to worry about it chasing you. And if you caught it off guard and like approached it from like a uh, an angle that was, um, and this is even if it's like equal in strength to you, if you caught it by surprise, you might just automatically win the battle and not even have to fight. Mm. So it made it more of like a streamlined, accessible experience than a lot of JRPGs. So... It It is still, it's an old JRPG, so it can be difficult to, at times, but again, it's more accessible and yeah, I just, I really love it. So
2: so is this the first time that Earthbound Beginnings has been released officially in America?
0: No, it was released for the Wii U as well.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. It was uh, a yeah. virtual console.
0: I remember I that. played, now. that's where I played it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, they, they renamed it because Mother 1, the original Earth, not Earthbound, I guess, but the original Mother game um was released in Japan and then fully translated and basically on the brink of release in the West and then they were like no one's playing the NES anymore let's just move on so they didn't release it it was basically ready to to release and they shelved it and so they released it for the Wii U renamed as Earthbound Beginnings and so many people were like oh so if you have Earthbound Beginnings obviously that's like an indicator that they're going to finally release the western translation of mother 3 and they didn't do that so again i think this but and it, maybe it was that the wii u ended up you know being what most people consider a failure so nintendo was like well why would we release it on this system that we're already moving on to this new system so now that they're releasing those games on this new very successful system i think there's hope again that they're going to be like, yes, this is what our original intention was, was to use these as a setup for Mother 3, but I guess we'll see. You downloaded it right now, yep, I
2: just had, Apparently, it doesn't do, like, one single update when it updates. It updates in blocks because <laughs> I, I updated it, and I'm like, it's not here. And then it's like, oh, it needs to do another update, and then it did another update, and then it did another update, and then it, update, and then it finally came on. Damn, when was the and last time is- you turn it's,
0: your switch on. It's been a while. See, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear the music. Bee-be beep, be beep, beep. Beep, Let's not
2: get a copyright strike. So, okay, yeah, I have
3: it. Yeah, 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 And
2: it's been a while since I turned my switch on, so just so you know. Me too, though. Me too.
0: But what an exciting update for the online. I know they're still not flooding the um, online as much as they should, like they used to with the the um, initial virtual console, but they're getting there, you know? So that's, that's a good, um, encouraging thing. And then, so Earthbound is one of my favorite games of all time. Chrono Trigger is my favorite game of all time. And the sequel, Chrono Cross, which came out on the PlayStation, unlike Chrono Trigger, has not been... Remastered and released on other platforms. So Chrono Trigger um, was expanded and remastered for the Nintendo DS. It came out on Steam. It came out on iOS. It came out on the original PlayStation. Like Chrono Trigger, it still doesn't like hasn't come out on anything recently. But you know, there there have been versions of Chrono Trigger with Chrono Cross. That has not been the case. So Chrono Cross is getting a remaster called the Radical Dreamers Edition. It has visual upgrades, enhanced soundtrack, the ability to turn off enemy encounters, because in Chrono Cross, like in Chrono Trigger, there's no random encounters, but you can just turn off enemy encounters, period, which is amazing. Um, And it comes with Radical Dreamers, which was a text-based game for the Satella View, which is, this is so weird. Um, It was a Japanese-only modem edition for the SNES, so it was like this online text adventure and it's never been released in the west there have been fan translations that have been you know hard to track down uh but it's a it's a weird sort of in between or prelude or kind of you know it leads up to the story of chrono cross and there's like from my understanding i haven't played it yet but there are like hints at the story but there's also callbacks to chrono trigger um it's it's still a text adventure so i'm not Expecting much out of it, but I think it's cool that it's finally coming out. But the real thing is is Chrono Cross because I played the original game; I loved it. It was. I can see people's argument that it's not a great Chrono Trigger sequel, but as a game on its own, I think it's really great. It's one of those games that at the time, I don't know if I'd call it a trend, but some RPGs, uh, some j rpgs at the time, had you recruiting a bunch of characters, and so there's forty five characters that you can recruit, and it's being released uh april 7th not just on the switch but also on the xbox the playstation steam and i i think one more platform i can't remember what are you buying it on? but i'm buying it on playstation because of fucking trophies i'm that person (laughs) i'm gonna get all the 45 characters i I didn't get them back in the day i think i got like 32 and i was like one day i'll go back and get all 45 (laughs) 20 how many years later don't tell me but uh but I'm super excited about this. Um, I feel like maybe I'm the only one, but is there any interest in this? Is anyone else creaming their jeans, so to speak, over this? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I think I it, couldn't help it, okay. I think it looks cool. And again, you love um Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross so much that I yeah, I'm I'm interested in giving it a try at, at some point. Yeah, it looks very cool.
2: You put Excellent. a you put a lot of faith in Joey. You haven't known him as long as I have, so. <laughs> oh, it's no. It's a good game. <laughs> it's a good game. People were talking about how serious. it's divisive, but but
0: it got good reviews. Like, again, part of the problem was that it was twofold. Number one, it was competing with Final Fantasy VIII, which was the follow-up to the massively successful Final Fantasy VII. And although Final Fantasy VIII disappointed in terms of sales and reviews compared to Final Fantasy VII, it was, you know, if if you were a gamer at the time and you had a choice between the next Final Fantasy game, which biggest thing in the world at that point, or a game called Chrono Cross, which was a sequel, a, a sort of semi-sequel to a game that had come out, you know, four or five years prior on an old system. Like, you know, the choice for most people was easy, so Chrono Cross didn't do as well as it could have, but uh, I think it's, I still think it's a, it's a great game soundtrack is amazing one of the best soundtracks of all time so so yeah Um, and then lastly this was again we were talking about before we started this was the only news article that I had uh, of interest before the Nintendo Direct but Ghost of Tsushima is getting a surprise Aloy outfit from Horizon Forbidden West so just ahead of the release of Forbidden West which is coming out in a week which is so hard to believe you can get a an an outfit that's inspired by Aloy it looks very kind of Aloy like it is you do need to have the director's cut version of the game which I just bought conveniently um because it's on the new uh is it Iki Island?
1: Iki Island yeah
0: yeah it's on the Iki Island DLC so you have to get it there but um what did you think Paul so you haven't played Forbidden West but you love I mean or not Forbidden West Raiden Zero Dawn but you you love uh Ghost of Tsushima so what did you think of this?
1: well my first thought was woo Woo (laughs) um yeah i love this one because i it gives me an excuse to hop back into ghost of tsushima which i will be doing um to get this outfit um and yeah i also love this reminds me a little bit of um insomniac spider-man which what 2018 2019 something like that yeah. Came out, like, a couple of years ago, but they're still adding, like, for every Spider-Man movie that comes out, or just per- every couple of months, they're adding new suits to it. And I love the idea that um Ghost of Tsushima, you know, will will keep adding little things like this. Um Like, they did a bunch of other outfits already for, like, other great, like, sort of PlayStation-exclusive games. Like, they have, like, a cool, like, God of War... Um, like armor set they have like a bloodborne like ronin set they have a uh they have a set for the first game um the first horizon game out as well and uh yeah i i love this and it also then by you know extension makes me even more hot and bothered to to pick up uh horizon and then horizon forbidden west because i'm like you know, if it's in Ghost of Tsushima, has to, has to be pretty good. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm very excited. This is very cool. I am I'm fully behind this. Yes. And
0: we we hinted when we were talking about Sony acquiring Bungie, we were talking about things like this, like like little things within this the PlayStation game studios where they're you know adding little costumes and little you know Easter eggs and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I love this stuff. You know, I think I I think it looked really good in the screenshot that I saw. I'm excited. I'm more excited now to play the the director's cut and and get that costume. But and I'm also just really excited for Forbidden West. One, one week, baby. Probably won't talk about it right away because we're going to be recording probably like on the day it releases. But
1: <laughs> you're going to be recording with a PS5 controller in your yeah. hand, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, super interesting, guys. Keep talking." I'm like, <laughs>
0: "How about you guys take the lead for this this new segment?" I'm just gonna, I'm just taking some notes here real quick.
1: <laughs> and then has a really like dramatic opening, and you start crying for no reason. We're like, "Jerry, why? You, what's what's wrong?" Oh, nothing. That that thing you said about a uh, bungee, you know. <laughs> you know their proprietary tools just really got it's, to me. Yeah, it's just so it's it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we we should talk about what we've been playing before we get to our our romantic uh, dating sims, but Paul, what have you, what have you been playing aside from I guess we could start with Halo since we've all been playing Halo. Um, let's us any any updates on Halo that we should be talking about other than the fact let's, that we all let's talk
2: about Paul's awesome game. 31 kills. Yeah. And what, three deaths? yeah four but still yeah oh (laughs) Oh, four health never mind let's not talk about this (laughs) i
1: i played the best halo match of my life um it was incredible um i am getting i don't know how well i was gonna say how do you frame uh, a video you know in your home but i realized they have those like frames now that can just play you know like slideshows of pictures over and over again but yeah I'm, i'm putting this up in my house it was incredible yeah, I, I got um, in a Fiesta match. I got 31 kills with t- two tanks, which that's I'm not that great of a, a player without you know those things. But um, hey, it's in the know, game. It's I- not cheating.
2: That's right,
1: yeah. And I feel like with tanks it's either hit or miss, where like you do really well, or um me and Joey, it seems whenever we get together inside of a tank, we're like, here we go, and we pull out and someone just blows it up right away. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We have terrible luck. Every time, and I'm so hopeful, I'm like, you know, I see people just wrecking it with tanks. You had a really great match before this, Paul, like a few weeks ago, where I don't remember if we've talked about this, but I jumped in a tank and you know, of course, immediately the other team was like on me and hitting me and my tank started smoking. So I'm like, I'll just get out. I left it. I was like, it's it's not worth it. It's smoking. And Paul jumped in and you said you were thinking like, I'll just, you know, maybe I'll get a couple kills. How many did you get? Like, 15 or something? Yeah, I got
1: 15. <laughs> oh. I think that one, what helped... Because, it, it, one, let me just say, um, it was actually... The first tank I had in this most recent match was a Wraith, but the one that I love and that I think is the best is the Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I ended up moving over to in this last match, but the Scorpion is so good like because it just hits straight and the splash mm-hmm. damage is so ridiculous and it's just amazing, but like, I think you helped me with that in the sense that, like, it looks like if you sneezed on it, it was going to explode. Like it was so yeah. terrible. So I think a lot of players on the other team were like, well, I don't need to, you know, try very hard. I'm sure if I shoot this thing with like my sniper rifle, like it's going to explode. So like, I think they had a lot of extra hubris that ended up, you know, <laughs> allowing me to go. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was a very fun. Oh, oh by yeah. the way, Ron, I don't think I told you this, but I got a really funny, um metal last night is called fastball and it's where yeah yeah, it's where um you kill an enemy not with the explosion of the grenade but literally just the impact of the grenade you could do that i know i was like this is unbelievable that must mean their
0: shields are down and their health is like at a sliver yeah I i
2: didn't i didn't realize you could do that
1: What's that's, fucked up too? It was a warthog.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's. I love that they accounted for that too. They were like, "What if someone threw a grenade at someone and they had a sliver did, of help did, left?"
2: Did you did you get a chivo for that? An chivo pop or was it just a no? A, just a badge? Just a the uh, medal? They I should was, have given me an. Achievement. I was going to say. I mean, they give achievements for every other fucking thing you do in that game. Fucking sneeze and they give you one. I would like to see like. The percentage of how many people have that yeah because that that's gotta be kind of rare to get right
1: yeah well how could how do you plan for that and like yeah how yeah i i i had the same thought i was like well better screenshot this because this is the only time i'm ever gonna see it yeah yeah and
0: when when he read out the description i was like in a weird way it's the most pathetic of achievements <laughs> but also like the most badass because it's like well, you stepped on an ant good you know what i mean good job like you, you, you just barely squeezed the tiniest little sliver of life from someone but the actual like statistics or like the likelihood of getting that you know hitting someone right when they're at that is like you know probably like a thousand to one or something so yeah pretty amazing
1: yeah it was ridiculous but needless to say the halo gods have been good to me these past few few days so i've i really enjoyed it um also i looked up when the samurai event's gonna come back is coming back later this month i thought i would have to oh, wait till yeah. march nice shit yeah. yeah so that's gonna be pretty sweet
0: are there any other events before then
1: i didn't see anything but they didn't really announce the cyberpunky one like very far out of them doing it so maybe like next week we'll just get like a surprise thing you know yeah i
0: hope so i don't use most of the stuff that i unlock i just like having the variety of like doing different challenges and working toward things so
2: it's also easier to like er, it's easier to like rank up well you guys don't need to do anymore because you're all 100 i'm still (laughs) paltry 70 something so baby
1: you're we'll get close you. we'll though get you there. yeah <laughs> you're getting you're getting there
2: um what else have you been
0: playing paul
1: oh and i also have been playing um stardew valley
0: which B-b-b-b- is great. Baywatch.
1: yes and just in time for valentine's day i think i have my ah. my bay i think and I, it was a conversation in the library that kind of solidified it for me well but i think i'm gonna start romancing penny um i think she is great super cute always very nice to me even when she declined my offer to dance at the the flower the flower dance she was still Good very nice so about much. it oh it was painful though still I, I had i had immediate like middle school flashbacks I <laughs> and i was like oh god but um no like she she just seems very nice and like uh I, I I run into her all the time. I enjoy her conversations. And yeah, I think I'm I'm going to start uh getting her 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 more sort of gifts and and developing that. It is a bummer cuz like one way to really impress somebody is to get them a birthday gift so i'm like oh when is penny's birthday and jacqueline's like in fall and somewhere in spring <laughs> right now and i'm like oh god <laughs> so i gotta wait a little bit for that but yeah that is that is my bae i think
0: awesome yeah i look forward to hearing more about that the dance is so heartbreaking the first time i played i didn't know much about the game i just knew that you could romance people so you get to that dance, and I'm like, mm, picking the person I think is, mm, you know, and so I think it was Leah, and she gives you this kind of rude, like, you know, it's not, it's not that rude, but it's like, it's kind of like a, no thanks, get away from me kind of thing. And Penny doesn't Penny say something like, oh, what does she say? Um, she says something kind of the same thing, like, no offense, but I don't want to dance with you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: definitely. It yeah hurts. she's like i'm super shy and then you're like oh do you want to dance she's like oh no sorry yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay oh, it's fine <laughs> is that a cliff over there i think it is i'll be right back yeah um wouldn't. i'm just gonna go into the mines never to be seen again <laughs> yes and two me yeah
0: are those mines really bottomless
1: i'm gonna go check
3: <laughs>
0: i'll see you
1: later
3: <laughs> Yeah. what else oh, what else have you planned
0: oh
1: yeah and then an update on our um sony customer service expose Ooh, from yeah. a few weeks ago um today i went on because i um elden ring is coming out this month and i haven't pre-ordered it yet so i pre-ordered that just like going let's see what happens um used my card and my card worked so Whoa, um all of this is to say um the I guess the customer service people at Sony were right. You just um they were wrong about the time but evidently you just wait long enough and all your problems fix themselves. So What
0: the fuck? That's so weird.
1: It's really weird. <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah. yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. For more spooky tales yeah. of the PlayStation <laughs> store. <laughs>
0: wait, that's not that's not a Valentine's theme. That's Halloween. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: I I love holiday crossovers. That's why I like Nightmare Before Christmas so much. Yeah. So this is my uh, <laughs> my my Valentine's Day because I was reunited with my um, true love, which is buying things on the PlayStation Store. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it all it all worked out. So yeah, if you listeners out there have the same issue i did just wait like wait wait a month and just see if it fixed itself you know and uh, if not i'm sorry but uh yeah that that was my experience
0: awesome i'm glad it's working again so now you can go pre-order Cross. awesome
1: yeah (laughs)
0: perfect you agreed Uh, it sounds like you (laughs) uh, all right get to it no it's unfortunately you can't pre-order it yeah you can pre-order on switch and i think the Microsoft store or something like that. I don't think PlayStation has a a link up for it yet. So, you know, I don't know. Kind of weird, but Ron, what have you been playing, sir? Just Halo. Besides Earthbound. Just
2: Halo. Okay. I, I, I literally just booted up Earthbound. So I got to the title screen That's about as far as I got.
0: (laughs) Is that the farthest you've gotten?
2: No, I, I got like maybe 10 minutes in the first time I tried. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I think I think I was working third shift at the time, and I was trying to play it like after I would gotten off work, which mm. is a bad idea because I'm really tired and I should be going to bed. So yeah, that's, yeah,
0: perfect. So next week, Earthbound Report.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah (laughs) the
1: the start screen still looks good guys
0: (laughs) what i really like about the start screen is the nintendo logo (laughs) is very aesthetic no i don't know um i have been chipping away at persona q i don't really have much else to add to that um halo of course and then hitman 3 i've played a, a couple more levels i played the mansion level that everyone loves where there's a detective and it's very much like Knives Out um, but I feel like I, I took a lazy way through that one I think the the probably the fun way that the game wants you to do it is to take out that detective and take his place and go through you know and, and as he would go and like try to un, you know to unravel some mystery or something like that but I couldn't find a good opportunity to do that so I basically just sort of would disguise myself as like a butler or a security guard and work my way through the house and dropped a chandelier on my target and like that was good enough and then I crawled out a window. Um but there, there there are two things or well one, it's the same level, but two things about the the next level after that I think it is, which is a nightclub level. And slight spoilers if you haven't played Hitman three, so if you haven't gotten to the nightclub level and you want to experience it in its fullest, feel, feel free to skip ahead a few minutes. But um, two things I really liked about it. One is it plays on a trope as many of the missions do with these like spy espionage thrillers, like James Bond and the Bourne trilogy and stuff where your agent has been like exposed and now you're going against your agency. And there are all these other agents who are in theory supposed to be not maybe not as good as you but like you know very highly trained and efficient and all that stuff and you have to take out five of them in this club so it's a very there's lots of people it's a very loud club there's music bumping and these agents are are like working through the crowds looking for you and you just have to like sneak around and like find ways to get them on their own and kill them and it's it was so fun like it was a weird reverse power trip the other thing is you don't have anyone in your ear in that mission and most missions you have someone telling you like that might be a good idea to do this or you should try this there's no one in that mission so all of it is like you and it's just quiet except for the music and it's just you figuring out like all right well this person like there was one person one of the agents was standing on a catwalk above the dance floor just leaning on the railing and there were two workers nearby so i found a way to distract those workers and like you know uh knock them out and go like hide them and then i just casually walked behind the guy and like bumped him off the catwalk onto the dance floor and he fell and broke his neck and i just walked away because it's a loud dance floor everyone no one saw me you know it was fun stuff like that but the other thing that i wanted to point out was something about the dual sense controller because I was playing this, I'm playing it I was playing it like late at night, like one or two AM and I'm I'm playing and like I said it's club so this is loud, like you know, th- deep bass music and like boom boom boom. And at one point I thought I sh- oh man, I guess maybe I should turn my TV down, it's really late. I thought I was feeling the bass from the TV in the controller because the dual sense was so good at like making it feel like my controller was vibrating actually from the music Mm. and like if I walked closer of course the vibration got harder but it was so much more gradual than I remember I might be wrong I haven't played the PlayStation 4 version but it was so much more gradual and subtle uh, in terms of how the the intensity changed with proximity to the sound and the other thing is it would change based on the the way I was facing mm. the speaker. So if I was like kind of, cause this is where I first realized it, I was kind of far away from the speakers and I turned to the left and I only feel in the left part of my controller, very minor vibrations bumping along to the base. Mm. And then I turn around and the, the feeling travels along the controller oh. with what I'm facing toward the, the speaker. So I was like, damn. And I think that's the stuff where pe- we just, take it for granted we're just playing and it, it feels right that it should be vibrating when the music's pumping and and i think that that kind of stuff you know when i do when i do realize it, i'm, I'm so appreciative i'm like dan someone programmed all of that and the dual sense can do it so i thought that was really cool too but Sweet. yeah and that's that's it and then the dating sim so so should we talk about our dating sim experiences let's get it on Oh Lord! There were so many <laughs> weird ones. So if you haven't <laughs> been to uh, Itchio, it's itch. Io. It's a site that's owned by Epic. Is it?
2: No, I think they're independent.
0: Someone bought them, and they they allowed them to maintain their independence. But like, the site itself is a collection of indie games, and um, they're that's that was their whole purpose was to give a place for. Uh, creators to come they get a big cut of the profits and um it the the environment there is just so diverse a lot of indie game developers who don't have a lot of um opportunity to publish games elsewhere come here and it's some there's big games too there's like you know um oh god what is the one that i saw that was uh very recent well arcade spirits is on there I've, i've talked about that before There are like bigger indie games on there, but a lot of them are just really small single developer games. And this list that we were looking through had some just really wacky ones on there. (laughs) So we're going to just talk about ours. I think we all tried to pick kind of fun, wacky ones. Yeah. Most, most Um, of the stuff that's
2: on itch.io is like done through game jams. So, you know, like they have 72 hours to make a game or whatever. Yeah. So like, that's a lot of the stuff that's on there. So, and I think a handful of the ones that are on here are from game jams specifically.
0: So, oh, oh, interesting. I don't think, I don't think mine were
2: maybe. One of the the ones I did was from a game jam. The other one isn't. Okay.
0: So Ron, why don't you start then? Which game did you pick and why did you pick it?
2: Well, the first one I tried was this one called Act Normal. It is a quop slash surgeon simulator-esque dating sim uh, where you're just trying to eat dinner with a date. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> it, it's not really like it's not really a dating sim. It's just more so just like a you know a fun little toy. You're on a date like there's really no no game to it. It was just it was just kind and of and
0: you're trying to like pick up your fork. You're and try- stuff? yeah you're trying
2: to pick up the fork <laughs> and like eat food, uh, but it, you only see it from like it's like first person. So you're just like at the table. Your arm is like freakishly long. <laughs> uh, you could reach across the table and stuff like that. Like if you eat food without using the fork, you're it goes like, why are you using your fork? And then if you then if you eat something that you can just like like You're a roll like, trying if you eat a roll using the fork, they're asking, why are you using a fork?
3: <laughs>
2: but all, what's kind of funny though, too, is they're also like accidentally throwing food towards you because they're also like in the same situation and it's just like the text (laughs) ball pops up like, Oh, sorry. (laughs) But yeah, no, it was just dumb. I just wanted to try it out. Uh, it just, I'll, I'll post the link so you guys could try it out. But no, the one I actually, I did, that was a little more, um, like a, a dating sim or actually was, uh, is called don't take it personally. I just don't like you. Um, oh. <laughs> I really like the idea of a dating sim where like, no matter what in the end, it's not going to end well. Um, so I found out as I was playing it, that it is a preview. Uh, so it's like oh. an hour long preview for the game. Uh, gotcha. they, they got funded on Kickstarter. It's supposed to be coming out later. I'm assuming I actually, I think it's supposed to come out this month. No, that's 2021. So it looks like it's already out, I guess. Uh, let me see. I didn't, I didn't research that, but, um, yeah, it's basically uh, you are college age kids in 1990 X, uh, in the early fall. Uh, at least in this like snippet of it, you're going on a, a camping, uh, like a camping trip, sort of. It's not really a camping trip. It's just like you're gonna spend a night in the woods with friends, drinking alcohol while you're underage. It's pretty, pretty minimal as far as like it goes. It's you know just single frame of person emoting when they need to emote and stuff like that, uh, has really chill lo-fi beats, uh, in the background. Everyone's using flip phones cause it's 1990 X dialogue boxes are like windows 95, like window dialogue screens has some VHS filter effects for when it like stuff starts like kind of popping off a little bit. The only thing I don't, that, that kind of bothered me about it a little bit was some of the, uh, language in it is very current. Uh, like hmm. n- no one, no one said "boomer" in 1990x. So, you know that, like, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But I did play through the whole thing. Um, it's, it, it seems interesting. I think I might actually check out the full game if I, if it Ooh. did actually come out. Uh, but basically, you are playing a character. It's you could choose. Guy, girl, non-binary, whatever you whatever you like, and apparently it has four different endings. I only got well, I was only play through one because it's about an hour long for this demo. I don't know what do you what, how sh- how should I talk about? It? I'm not really sure how to how to go about this here.
1: Were there any so moments or specific highlights from it that you remember?
2: Um, I mean, since it was kind of like a snippet, it's kind of hard because it's it it, it doesn't really. So the ending of this demo, it doesn't really end. It's not the full ending of the game, so it's like you kind of make off with whoever you are pursuing. I guess oh. it it goes bad in the full game. So oh, so it doesn't. Go, you didn't get it, rejected. Yeah, no, you don't get rejected oh. in it. So stop here, Ron. Don't play
1: the full <laughs> one. Stop it. <laughs> Savor this moment. I do. Wanna, I do want to try.
2: <laughs> no, knowing now that there's like four different endings, I didn't see that before when I when I first downloaded it. Um, I do kind of want to go back and try playing through. The other endings, it's nice because you can, I've I've never really played any visual novel games before, so I'm not sure how common this is, but you can actually like make your choice. And if you don't like it, you can actually just scroll back to that choice and make it again if you want. And you could just keep making save states and all that stuff. You could just save, skim your way through it if you really want to. But yeah, you could just backtrack like if you want and just be like, ah, you know what? I don't like where this is going. Let me go back a couple and choose the other thing, which is kind of neat.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't really know how to talk about it without like, kind of just going through like, you're twenty, twenty-ish. You're not twenty-one because you're one of one of your friends. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Maria. She's over twenty-one. She's the one that's kind of like planning this whole thing, and she like goes camping in this like area the whole time. She's kind of like a so is self-described punk. Uh, where, where did I have it? You know, fuck the state, you know, fuck the cops, like all that kind of stuff. Drinks, smokes, you end up like, you're going camping on government property, which you don't know, you don't know about until like later on, when she says something about like, oh yeah, we're, you know, when someone asks like, oh, where are we camping? i like, I don't know, some fucking government land and everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then you have to eventually uh run from the cops and all that stuff. And you have to make some, choices like on what you're going to do as far as like you know someone gets left behind like are you going to help them out or are you going to you know go with the girl that you're like courting you know sort of thing yeah it's it seems interesting i i I really don't know how else to talk about it
0: we will hear more about it next week because even though itchio has hundreds of games thousands of games maybe um next week tab and i decided to exchange indie games and we would pick the indie game for the other person and talk about them. And this is the indie game I chose for Tab. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah, I didn't, I didn't see this note until today. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Wait a minute, that sounds familiar." Yeah, this is the <laughs> one that I picked for Tab. So okay, sweet. Um, so we will hear more about it. But I'm curious. So it says, according to to the description that you posted, it says you've got just the thing planned for this weekend: a night in the woods with the girl you've been sort of seeing and your new sort of friends. So. Do you have the option to date other people or so, is it only
2: I, I mean like I said, this is just like a snippet of it. So right. I think you come in, I'm not sure where you come in. I don't know if it's like the start start of the game hmm. or if it's um like a little bit into it. So basically it starts out you're waiting at a parking lot, waiting for your friends to show up to to meet you. You get a text and you think it's the girl you're courting, which her name is Rose. Like she's the one that you're like somewhat interested in you think she's somewhat interested in you um it ends up being this girl Anne, who is uh somewhat antisocial or as your character says just really bad at being social um she talks in lead speak and you know plays you know or texts in lead speak and plays dating sims and stuff like that and asks if you were coming to do a lab assignment over the weekend would you tell her no you're going camping and that she seems disappointed so it seems like she's probably another uh interest in the game uh that eventually you get a call oh. yeah, you get a, a call from an unknown number and they're just like screaming and swearing and just like motherfuckers like i can't they can't do this to me and all that stuff and then you find out that it's maria her phone's been shut off uh so she's calling you from a payphone and then eventually rose shows up or yeah rose shows up and you like flirt a little bit and then you ask like what you know like what she brought for camping and you know she doesn't have a sleeping bag and then it's a little back and forth and she's basically implying that you know she's going to use your sleeping bag but you're too dense to notice it just like me um <laughs> and then you're like oh i see okay uh and then yeah like and texts again and like you know at last when you're going to be back and you know, it's again, like I said, it starts seeming more like she's interested to you, but like doesn't want to say anything. And I don't know how your character is taking that in. I guess it's kind of up to you to decide. I'm trying to find out if this game got fully released or not, but I can't seem to see anything here.
0: So the important question, I think everyone on everyone's mind is if you could choose between any of these people, who would you choose? Do you have a choice in mind?
2: Uh, I kind of just went along with the Bane Rose since that was kind of like the main line. Or let's see, like that's the main line that they're starting you with. I'm like, I'm going to just go with this and just kind of just play it through and just see how it pans out. Uh, but like I said, I do want to kind kind of, I, I do want to go back and like see what the other endings are because it seems like you can maybe get with Maria too. I don't know, 100%. Ooh. Uh, cause there's a lot of back, there's like points where like you have to decide to either go with Rose or like stay with Rose while Maria goes and gets the stuff for the campsite or you leave Rose behind and you go help Maria gather the things and stuff like that. So it seems like you can pick and choose there, uh, with some of that stuff. But, um, yeah. but like I said, I only got, I only got one run through it seems like this game is still not officially out yet the last update was october 4th of last year hmm. so it might it, assuming it's probably still in development i think it's just one person doing it so it might be a little bit uh before it actually comes out gotcha so huh. okay
0: yeah well, we look forward to hearing more from Tab and maybe you once it officially releases. Yeah,
2: yes.
0: Um that is disappointing. So now I I feel like I picked the wrong game for Tab since it's unfinished, but you know. Well, Tab, we'll, don't we'll listen. To don't
2: listen to what I just said. You'll just said that make, make. Yeah.
0: I chose a game called Resident Evil 4 Atome Edition, but I was not able to play it because I so I I it was a free game. You pay what you want because it's using licensed game materials from Resident Evil four. So they can't legally uh, request money for it. But I did throw a few bucks their way. The recommended amount was $4. I thought this seems like a fully fleshed out game. Like I'll, I'll pay the four bucks, but I downloaded the windows version, but I have windows 11 and I think it was made for windows 10 and Mm -hmm. older. And so I was able to load it up, but it got to a point um, where it just or no no sorry i wasn't able to load up i was i was able to install it and it wouldn't open so i could i could hit open it showed that it was running it never opened it also there's a version that you can use where you can load it through your browser so then i tried that i loaded it through my browser it took a lot of loading um, and then i got through maybe like an hour of it and it just froze so <laughs>
2: you hit- but it, it w- can You can do virtual machines on Windows 11, right? Yeah, I think so. You should try doing a virtual Windows 10 install. Hmm. And try running through Yeah, that.
0: but it was... um. I, I did play another game, which I can talk more about, but the reason I chose this one is because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, and uh, the Otome edition... So Otome is a dating sim where you're usually like a young girl dating a bunch of guys, and so the description is um this is this description is from the game page on the site 2004 it was the year when millions of players assumed the role of rookie cop turned secret agent leon s kennedy as he traveled to rural spain in pursuit of ashley graham the president's missing daughter a watershed moment in gaming resident evil 4 was a reinvention of both its series and its genre not to mention one hell of a party more importantly leon had amazing hair oh and he (laughs) flipped over lasers For many, he entered the hallowed halls of video game heartthrobs in the same way he crashed through two story windows suddenly and with swag. Um, But we all know Leon's story. What about Ashley's for the players of Resident Evil 4? She is at best an objective at worst a liability, a human cog in a well old machine. Uh, But what if she was more than that? What if she was an interesting person thrust into a crazy world with crazier men who run the gamut from hottie to hellspawn? How would she narrate this nightmare and who would she actually fall for? Wonder no more. This is her story. This is RE4 Atome Edition. So in the other description, I should have pulled it. It says, like, will you romance um, Salazar or, like, Lord Sadler? Like, I don't think that you would actually be able to, to romance the villains, but maybe. Um, but I just, the idea of it just seems so silly and fun mm-hmm. to me. And the for the hour that I played, it was pretty fun. Like, it uses the 3D um, renders from the game but it doesn't animate them so or it does animate them, but it's like stop motion animation. So it's like frames. Um, so it's very simple. And um, the game or the story starts out with Ashley getting kidnapped by Krauser, who's uh, this villain toward the end of the game. He's just like this big, bulky, militaristic uh, dude um, who they made gay in this game, which I thought was an interesting choice. But so you can't date him. But um, I didn't even get to the part with the dating, so it was it was funny. I think it has some potential to be a really fun game if you're a Resident Evil fan. But I couldn't play it, and I felt like I had to play something for the podcast, so I started a game called Find Love or Die Trying by Auden <laughs> Jin. I
2: I did think about that one. For it, a minute. It,
0: it's I'm deep into it. I'm almost at the end. I was trying so hard to beat it last night and today, um, and I'm so close, but I'm not there yet. But the premise is, uh, this is from the site again. I'm your host, Kat, and this is Find Love or Die Trying. It's the premiere of our new dating show where ending up single means ending up dead. Not sure why you'd sign up for this, but now that you're here, you've got seven days to get one of the lovely ladies on your tropical island getaway to fall in love with you. If she's willing to put a ring on it, you're both free to leave. If not, well, it's in the name of the show. You'll get the chance to meet Allie, the daredevil athlete with a rebellious streak. Scarlet, the charming scientist with a penchant for destruction. Violet, the cold as ice scion of a mysterious megacorp. Tara, the eccentric gamer who marches to her own drum. Yui, the childhood sweetheart with a smile that could melt ice. And last but not least, me, Kat, the impossibly perfect and painfully gorgeous host and producer, etc. And it's not quite the dating sim that you would expect. It's it's not like an Arcade Spirits where you know you have multiple choices and you can really woo these people. It's more of just a visual novel where there's a story... Um, I do think that there are multiple endings, but again, I haven't even gotten to the first one, but it's clear to me at this point. So spoilers for the game, if you're thinking about playing it, that something is going on from what I can piece together so far, the Island may or may not even be real. This might be some, Mm. like the world has ended because you wait, your character wakes up with an amnesia. You can choose a name, you can choose your uh, gender and pronouns, but you have amnesia. So you can't remember anything that happened before the Island and every clip or every like, cause okay. So you go through a day and you'll go on a date with one of the characters and then you go back to your room and go to sleep. And when you go to sleep, you have these nightmares and the nightmares are of you trying to escape the island. And the dialogue that happens in those nightmares, cause usually it's with a mysterious person. You don't know who it is yet. Along with some of the imagery that happens of like you being in like a lab or something. And the way that people talk about this war in quote unquote new Asia um, it makes it seem like there was some huge catastrophic war and that the cities have been, like, wiped out and stuff like that. So I think there's, like, far more than meets the eye of Gesture on an island on this, like, dating show. Um, but I haven't quite gotten to the to the the twist yet. But uh, it is fun. It's very well put together, very stylish, the menu system. It's so weird, though, because the music, they must be pulling from some, like copyright free site like one of those sites that has music that you can just license and just use uh because some of the songs show up and there's songs that i've heard on like other podcasts like the opening theme of like the video game history hour like that starts and i'm like that's what that's the podcast music and so it's it's a little bit weird but lots of different music um the art is really good i think um in terms of who i would choose I'm again it's more like a visual novel so I don't know if I'm going to actually be able to choose one of them at the end. I think Yui is the character that the game probably wants me to choose but mm. I'm leaning more toward Scarlet. Uh the description as I read she's a charming scientist with a penchant for destruction. So the destruction part is accidental. She's <laughs> like stuff just she accidentally creates zombies and stuff like that but um she is a like a scholar, a scientist who mm also loves like manga and like cheesy like romance stories and stuff like that so yeah i think she's probably probably my choice but like i said i haven't finished it so i i don't know what the big twist is unfortunately but it's uh but it is it is fun so yeah paul what's your date and sim
1: well first of all i want to say i'm looking forward to um Future episodes where we get a Baywatch and both of you um, for what you <laughs> what you guys choose yeah, in yeah. Your, your respective um, dating games uh, sounds very exciting. So I I am thrilled to talk about my pick. Um, I went with a game um, that I it just it immediately captured my interest. It's called uh, Head Over Heels. My heart bleats for you. Head over. <laughs> Head over, head over hooves. Sorry, yeah. head over hooves. I'm. Oh my gosh. I'm. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Head over hooves. My heart bleats for you. I got the first pun, but not yeah. Or the second pun, not the first. And it's developed by um, Blarfnip from all indications in like a gaming jam, um, a jam situation where they had the yeah, like a, a finite amount of time and they put it together. But um, I read this. I saw the picture first of all, and it's like a photo. You know, just a photograph of a a goat, you know, like looking at the camera going, eh? and I was like, oh, okay. And then I read this description and was like, I was totally in. So, um here's the the summary from uh yeah, from the page that I downloaded on. Um an adorable apocalyptic dating sim. God has chosen you to save the earth from a fiery end, and your only hope for salvation is finding a sacrifice. The only problem, the sacrifice must be in love with you. You must seduce GOAT, a budding writer who is also a goat. <laughs> Will you and your relationship survive the end of the world? And I was like, oh my god, this sounds awesome. And it is awesome. So I want to talk about the story. So if yeah, again, if you're you're worried about spoilers. Um, you know, skip ahead, but don't skip ahead because it's great. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it uh, the game opens with like a stock picture of a uh a bedroom, and that seems to be the trend across a lot of these like visual novels. Is there's a bunch of like stock images that they throw like characters in front of? And it's like you have this horrible dream of like the world ending, and you're like, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, oh my god, that was so horrible. At least it was a dream. And then you just hear this voice, and it goes. It actually wasn't. That was the real end of the world. And suddenly, God is inside of your bedroom, sitting on your chair, and he's Again? like, "Yeah, I know." And he's like, "Hey, the Earth is going to end in seven days, but um, I will put the fate of this planet in your tiny hands." And you have like a dialogue choice that's either like, "Um, wh- what does that mean?" Or you're like, "My hands are normal sized, also. Why me?" And like, one thing I'll say about this game is like, it is such a ridiculous premise, but the writing throughout is absolutely genius. and uh, i highly recommend it's so funny i was laughing a lot while playing it and so um, he's like yeah you have to find um like a sacrifice to save the world or whatever like go out and do it you have this amount of time so um the game then becomes like you you meet goat who just like you know i can't remember if it's like in a field or something or later but you like strike up a conversation or whatever and then like throughout the game you go on a series of dates that are really really funny and in between then um the main gameplay loop is this um code breaking game so like that allows you to level up, like, like speech stats, basically. Um, so you have two different stats, charisma and faith. <laughs> um, so hmm. you do two things throughout the game. Um... You either go to the comedy club where I guess you're a comedian and you put together like a set and it's all based on like goat humor because you're trying to like build up your, pers- your like personality to impress the goat. So like <laughs> you can open with like you have like three different slots and um, you're, you have four different options to fill those slots. So one of them is like a goat pun then there's like a clean joke a dirty joke and an impersonation and like you put them in a specific order and it's like Wordle it's like a code breaking game so like they're all written out they're all really stupid um, like my favorite painter is Vincent Van Goat <laughs> or whatever you know and it's like they're all so bad or like the explicit joke it's just a bunch of asterisks and then the word goat and then a bunch of asterisks again <laughs> and it's like really really funny um, and yeah it, it is it's also fun because like Wordle is fun and like the code-breaking game is fun, so it's kind of fun to like figure out like, oh, you get um it's yellow if it's like included in the order, but you have the order messed up, it's green. Mm. Um if it's in the right spot, you know, and it's part of the thing, and then it's red if it's not you know supposed to be in there at all. So like you do that there, and then you you go to the comedy club to build up charisma, and then your um to build up your faith which i think unlocks like charisma unlocks more dialogue options with goat but um i think faith unlocks more dialogue options with god so you go to a church and um at each day you're like you go and you're like another day another hymn and i guess you're just like composing hymns <laughs> the church. it's like the again your four options are like sorrowful like um joyful um like angry or whatever and like you have to get them in the right order and then like you read them and they're like really funny um and then in between all that so like you're building up those stats and then you um go on dates with goat and like you'll meet goat at a coffee shop and he's like a writer so he's like oh hi um funny seeing you around here it's like oh what are you doing i'm working on my novel and you read like goat's novel and like it just cuts you like you read the whole thing and like one of the lines is like The only word missing from his life is love or whatever. (laughs) It's so funny. And then, um, my favorite part from the whole game, um, you go on a a picnic in like a, a meadow or whatever and like you're, you're schmoozing, um, goat and you're like. You made sandwiches, and you're talking about your interests, and Goat's like, "Tell me about yourself," and you can be like, "I'm a dreamer," or "I'm a fuck up," or whatever, like, and you get different responses. But then, partway through the conversation, you look over, and Goat, because Goat is a Goat, is just eating the picnic basket that you brought. <laughs> so then you have three options, and they're all like funny, but. Um, one of them is just like, oh, looks like somebody's hungry. Um, and then the other one is, um, w- what are you doing? That's our, you know, picnic Basket or whatever. But the third one, which is my favorite, is like, save some basket for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, the dialogue is, like, both you and Goat begin eating the picnic basket, and eventually, Goat's lips find your cheek or whatever, and it's so, it's so good. Oh, Oh, man. So then you do a couple of dates, and, like, you do all that, and then, um, you build up your relationship, and then, like, eventually, uh, right before the final, your final thing with Goat, like... God comes to one of your comedy like sets and is like, oh, pretty good set. Too bad. It seems like you and Goat are getting along. Too bad Goat has to die. And you're like, oh, shit. So then you go and you meet with Goat. And then you, you're you both like, oh, I love you. I love you. Or whatever. <laughs> and then God shows up. And it's like, well, time time to do it. And then based on how far you've leveled up your, your stats in either category, you can get like a, one of five different endings. I got a really sad ending. So spoilers where um space docking yes yes space docking, space yes. docking connect, a goat connect your penises it's the only way <laughs> um, <laughs> where uh you know god's like all right well it's time to you know goat said i love you time to time to die and um my choices were to either let it happen or to go no like if goat goes I go too so then we both get brought to a weird cave and god like kills both of us god. <laughs> and we're just like we're both it ends with both of us crying as we slowly like <laughs> bleed to death and I was like oh god Jeez. it is so horrible <laughs> so I might have to replay it because like that was such a dark ending <laughs> to the story but um no for the the amount of time that this game was made in like I thought it was actually it was Super fun, and again, I think just the writing was absolutely hilarious. So yeah, I had a great time with it.
2: I, I, well, I, have, to I have, say, have downloaded I'm, it. So I, I was going to say,
0: I'm so glad we saved you for last because that was a, just even just your recounting of it was a wild ride. So I'm definitely going to check that out. um Yeah, so head over hooves, my heart bleats for you by Blarfnip. What a name, too, Blarfnip. All of it's um,
2: All of it's a great name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, quick update on the uh, please don't take it personally I checked the discord for it uh, it looks like it is still in active development uh, it's just taking a lot longer so the developer Deep. is still posting on the discord stuff so um, the last update from them is uh, 22nd of December so it's still it's still chugging along it's just not going as quickly as they probably hoped but I, so look, now, I look forward to it, finished, to it being finished.
0: Since it's unfinished, part of me is like, maybe I should be like, "Tab, sorry, we find out that it's unfinished. I have this other game for you." <laughs> 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 That'd
1: be amazing. It might not be a bad idea.
0: I think I might because it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. So, um, well, thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks for yeah. the idea, Ron. Thanks for for playing along, everyone. Yeah, do, um, do check. This is really
2: fun. Do check out Blue. Uh, uh, the, the games that we've talked about I'm going to check out both yeah I'm going to try to check out that uh that, that Resident Evil 4 one too since I have a Windows 10 machine I could probably run
0: you it son of a bitch stone <laughs> age motherfucker. Um, yeah so it, you know all of these are free to play they're pay what you want I think right did those other uh, games have no the, for...
2: um, the one head over hooves that was free entirely free Uh, please don't take it personally it's entirely free because it's straight up demo so there's probably just the ones you you picked.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were. They were free. You could buy them, uh, or you, you could you could get them for free. But pay you pay if you want. Pay or tip. Yeah. So, but yeah, and also just in general, we're probably going to be doing more things like this because itch.io is such a great platform for it. If you haven't been to itch.io again, it's itch i t c h dot i o. Um, check it out if you're looking for quirky indie games, things that are free or short or easy or accessible or just you know representative of a, a very wide range of game developers that again you don't see voices and identities that you don't see in mainstream game development a really cool place to check out so give it a give it a look and if you have any suggestions of games that you see in there that you want us to play or games that you recommend that you've played tell us all about it at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Lossiper man Ron's on Twitter at Big Bad Ron, and he's on Instagram at Not Big Bad Ron, along with his kitty's Handsome Boy Frank. Um, for Frank and uh Elmer. Uh, Elmer. Jeez, I was gonna say Elbert. Thanks, from like El- thanks.
2: What the thanks fuck, for remembering my cat's fucking name. For
0: cat, Elbert. Um, Norbert. and then. I think that's
2: it. Yeah, there's no, there's I'm nothing. Forgetting. I don't think there's oh. anything else. Well, no, I, um, don't that, no I don't think. No, I don't think there's anything else, Paul. Um, <laughs> um,
1: if you're if you're pitching woo this Valentine's Day uh, to an old flame or perhaps a new love, and you uh, come a croonin' with your ukulele, uh, you might also uh, pick up <laughs> Thronebreaker and uh, either slip a, uh, a a download code into their locker, maybe. Um, you know, download it on your your spouse's console while they're they're fast asleep, and uh, before long, I'm sure uh, you will find yourself in a, a tender embrace um, with uh, yeah someone who uh, is playing a fantastic new game, and then uh, they can write us, um, send us an email about how. This wonderful game, Thronebreaker, developed by CD Projekt Red, um, you know, either brought brought you two together, maybe rekindled a, a, a fire between you that uh, is now burning brightly, and uh, yeah, we'll talk all about it on the show.
2: Do you write this copy beforehand, or are you just coming up with it off the dome?
1: <laughs> it's just I, off the dome, right? It is off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the things,
0: like when we came up with the idea of just asking you every episode. I'm like, how many? Like, at some point, you're gonna get. You know,
2: I just. You need, we need to break gonna... Paul. Like he's <laughs> yeah. broken his laptops. We need to break him. Yeah, we're we're fifty. Uh, by
0: the way, we didn't celebrate last week. Last week was our fiftieth episode. So. Woo! Yeah, we should have called attention to it because our next big mile marker is, of course, episode sixty-nine. Yep. So <laughs> we'll That's the only of that one that really matters,
2: that. honestly. The only one. Well that in four twenty. Yeah. We'll see how we get to yeah. that one. Got a while for that one. <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> is Thronebreaker multiplayer? Can you play with another person?
1: You cannot, unfortunately, unless no. you play it the way Jekyll and I played it, where another person discreetly Google's if a choice you're about to make See? is Look going at. to. Uh... How romantic! <laughs> yes,
0: very yeah, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, check out Thronebreaker. We'll st- the offer still stands. I think if you send us Thronebreaker fan art we will give you a code. The first person to send us Thronebreaker fan art will we'll give you a code for the game. So um, We haven't received any fan art, surprisingly. So if you send us some, some fan art, code for the game. Um, which is a little backwards, because like if you're going to make fan art, you're already a fan, and so you probably already have the game. But you can give it to a friend. If you're as passionate about it as Paul is, you can find someone to be like, I have this code for you, dear friend. Take this off my hands. <laughs> potential lover. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Who, who can say, right. Um, yeah. Find, find, you know, find, an, find, find a very artistic potential, you know, lover to, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you, and Stardew, you'd go straight to Leah's house and be like, yep. Hey, um, I need some, some concept art. Maybe we could discuss it on a date. Um. <laughs> I have a code for a game. But I'd rather just an egg, thanks. I could pay you, but I'd
0: rather pay you an exposure and kisses. <laughs> but yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Bring your 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 potential lover some eggs or some flowers from us, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.
2: I don't Google space talking. Happy docking. Valentine's Day.